0: Welcome to the Practice Impossible Podcast, where your host, Jude Pierre M.D., also known as Coach JPMD, discusses medical practice topics that will guide you through the maze that is the business of medicine and teach you how to increase profits and help populations live long. Your mission, should you choose to accept, is to listen and be transformed. Now, here's your host, Coach JPMD. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Practice Impossible Podcast, and I'm your host, Jude A. Pierre M.D., also known as Coach JPMD. And I'm going to uh, discuss the topic of how physicians learn. And what I have experienced is that physicians that are coming out of residency still lack some of the basic knowledge in the business of medicine. Some of them come out not understanding how to negotiate contracts, what different payers are, what fee for services versus what is uh, capitated medicine. And I went through some struggles. I had to learn a lot of things the hard way. And What I've realized is that physicians, we learn differently than than others. Because of our training, because of the rigors of our training, we go through medical school and we learn through listening to our professors, our courses, our lab experiments, experimenting on our own, researching on our own. And sometimes there's success in that learning and there's failures, but and we learn from, from all of that. As we grow as physicians, we, we learn from our kids, we learn from uh, new things that we do, new procedures that come out. But I was trying to figure out a way to help physicians learn the business of medicine, and one of the things that I came to realize is that there is really no good resource on teaching physicians the basics of population management. And over the past 20 years, I've practiced uh, mainly managed care and took care of and and is still taking care of a large Medicare Advantage population. And what I have realized is that Medicare Advantage is is basically population management. Uh, It's managing your your patients from A to Z, from managing their prescriptions, prescribing cost-effective medicines, keeping them from going to the hospital by doing preventative care and preventative um, treatments. Also, partnering with specialists and um, keeping costs down. Uh, Sometimes patients can't afford some of the procedures and some of the medications that are being prescribed to them. So, I think managed care, for me, was a great way to help me understand population management. But when you look at residents coming out, or even fellowship grads coming out, especially those that I've interviewed, uh, they, they have very little knowledge about managed care. So, I came up with an idea to package some of the knowledge that I have and uh, present it in a in an online course. And we can talk about that uh, we'll definitely talk about that later, but I wanted to kind of focus this episode on how we learn. And one of the things that I've learned well, recently is uh, that we learn through habits. It takes about 66 days on average to develop a habit. And that's doing something repetitively over and over again. So in medical school, what do we do? We wake up, we go to rounds, we change dressings, we present, we go to grand rounds. And and it's a repetitive process. We do this over and over again. We take courses, we listen to lectures, we study, we learn. And as four years go by after learning from professors and researchers and clinicians, and then we go through residency training. We learn from our attendings. We learn from our patients. We learn from our colleagues. So again, even in residency, whether it be a three year residency or seven year residency, there is a habit that we have that we we learn from people who are more knowledgeable than we are. So we come out smarter, we come out as physicians, as general surgeons, we come out as neurosurgeons, because we're immersed in that knowledge, we're immersed in that that expertise. And then you graduate. And in practice, how do we learn? We learn through continuing medical education credits and conferences. We learn from grand rounds. We learn from hopefully other colleagues who are willing to teach us. Uh, If we're in an academic setting, then we would continue learning from from other professors and specialists and people that are are smarter than us. If we're going to be doing a procedure the next day, uh, we read about the procedures in our textbooks. But... All of what we learn as physicians is in my opinion through through repetition, and over time that repetition becomes becomes a habit, and then we can go we can memorize uh, medications we can memorize procedures we memorize steps in those procedures because of that knowledge that we acquired from more experienced people from books from professors and then how else can we learn? well, we learn through reading we learned that uh at least I learned recently that many successful entrepreneurs and, and business people learn by reading at least one nonfiction book per month. And that has served me so well because a lot of the things that I'm going to be talking about in the podcast, I've learned through through books that I've read and or uh, I've heard in the car. Uh, I have a 45, about a 35, 40 minute commute. And it's it's perfect for me to to catch a book and finish a book within a week, uh, during my commute. And, uh, there's some people who have commutes on trains and buses. And, uh, I I think that's a great way to learn. We also learn from our patients. Our patients have a wealth of knowledge. I tend to, I tend to ask similar questions to my 90 plus year old patients, particularly the ones that are doing really well. And I, I, and, you know, I ask them, Hey, what do you think got you to be 90 years old? and some would say that their their diet, some will say that um, their spirituality and their belief in God, some will say that um, they don't know. But for the most part, most of them are eat healthy, they remain active, they remain social, and they also have family involved. Many times my 90-plus year old patients will come in with their, their daughters or their, their sons and with the lists of things that that they'd like to be addressed for their mom. So those are some things that I've learned through the experiences of my patients. Another way we learn is just through self-reflection and self-awareness. And one of the things I've, um, I've done about three years ago is that I hired a coach to help me because there were areas in my life after 15 years of practicing medicine that I, I found that I needed to improve. And, you know, you hear concepts, hear about concepts of uh, the wheel of life. You hear about, you know, seven, eight areas of your life uh, that you can work on to transform your being. And for me, there's seven areas that I've come up with in my life that if we can implement and do things and learn things from, from people who have been successful in those areas, uh, we can really live powerful lives. And one of the books I, I read, uh, and it's one of my favorite books, uh, is, uh, called The One Thing by uh, Gary Keller and uh, Jay Papasan, And uh, I'll leave the show notes. Show notes will have the, the re- references uh, to books and things that I, that I mentioned in this podcast. But um, one of their key lines in that book is, what's the one thing you can do in each area of your life such that by doing it, everything is easier or unnecessary? So for me, I took seven areas. I took the area of spirituality, I took the area of physical, area of family, work, financial, business, and personal. And one of the big areas I was struggling with was financial. And I think we all struggle financially, or many of us struggle financially after medical school because we've got so much debt. And, um, you know, after 15, 20 years of practice, I was still in debt with student loans. Uh, even though I had opportunities to to pay them down earlier, not paying them down kind of caused a lot of stress, a lot of heartache uh, in my personal relationships as well as my business relationships. But what's the one thing I could do in my spiritual life? Well, I started reading one verse a day. In my physical life, I started to, I figured out there's one thing I can do. Well, it's, I started working out in my family life. I decided that I wanted to speak to my kids every day or at least attempt to speak to them every day, in my work life, I decided that I wanted to do things that were productive in work by delegating things to staff members. I found that uh, many times I tried to do things on my own and didn't delegate tasks to staff members or didn't have them help me. So there are certain things I I implemented in my job and my work in the practice that enable things to be much easier and one of those things was uh, having my medical assistant uh, go over my my messaging on a daily basis with me. So uh, that's a practice that I developed. The one thing I did in regards to uh, messaging, whereas my staff would print out all the messages for the day or twice a day. And we would sit down for 5-10 minutes and she would go over the messages and uh, we, I responded to the messages. She responded, which I told her what to do and and, and kind of helped guide her in what I wanted to respond to the patients. She would respond to them, update the messages, and that would be it. I wouldn't have to go home and return messages and return phone calls late in the evening. Financial, I decided that I needed a financial coach. So I got a financial coach who helped me become debt-free through budgeting, through savings, through simplifying my financial life. I was able to do that. And in the business and personal life, I'm limping that together. I found that I was missing something. And over the past two decades, I witnessed a loss and trauma on many, many different levels, including divorce and, you know, financial, almost financial ruin. Not only not myself necessarily, but I was close to that. And even seeing physician suicide, which is difficult. And in 2014, that's when I kind of Decided that I needed to do something to help other physicians and other colleagues that may be struggling with the same things I struggled with, and transform that their being uh, so that they can live lives that were powerful, and not only help them to not only help themselves but also to help their patients. And uh, that's when I came up with the mission of helping populations live long by increasing physician awareness of physical, by increasing physician awareness of spiritual, uh, mental, and physical health globally. And so how was I going to do that? I had to figure out a way to help multiple physicians in different areas understand the business of medicine. Because I I strongly feel that if physicians are strong in their personal finances and these other seven areas of their lives, then that's the only way they can help their patient populations live long. So because I had expertise in Medicare Advantage, because that's what I was doing, I, uh, I decided to create a course called uh, learnaboutmedicareadvantage.com. And essentially, it's a data dump of everything that I've learned over the past 20 years in the managed care space. And I know that this is sounding like an infomercial, but it's not, because uh, it, I, I really truly have a passion to help physicians understand the business of medicine. And my goal is to, to bring Thought leaders that are in the managed care space um, to this podcast to help physician uh, un- physicians understand things that they can do in their uh, business and, and work lives lives to, that can help them live powerfully and uh, help their populations live long. So, season one of this podcast is dedicated really to Medicare Advantage and uh, teaching physicians how to decrease stress, increase uh, revenue how to care for patients in a cost-effective manner, and also how to take care of themselves. I certainly don't want to be the only one speaking because it's kind of boring talking to this mic right now <laughs> with no feedback. So I hope to have thought leaders coming on the podcast that I'm going to be interviewing. We have a lineup of uh, pretty high-power industry experts that are, that are going to be really tell you or teach you uh, things that you can do to to help your populations live long. Including yourself, and uh, if anyone's interested in the Medicare Advantage space to join me in this podcast, especially uh, if you have a story to tell, I would really enjoy having you on the podcast. So, and because that's what the Practice Impossible is all about. It's a place for physicians to tell stories, for thought leaders to give their insights, and for For physicians to understand that they have a home where they can come and and learn about not only Medicare Advantage, but also learn about self-care, learn about getting out of debt, learn about how to to use resources that are out there right now to help you practice Impossible. So I invite you to subscribe, share this podcast with your friends, and leave a review. Because it's only through your honest feedback uh, that uh, this podcast will only get better. And uh, being that this is my first episode, I I hope to continue on for a very long time. And uh, my goal is to help every physician practice impossible.